Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode and I'm so excited. We have Sean Miner here and Sean, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, so I am a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist and I specialize in the ketogenic diet, mainly for women because kind of through my own health journey, uh, did all of it myself and realized that there were some pretty significant differences between uh, a ketogenic diet for a man and a ketogenic diet for a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. And so now I'm teaching women how to get into a ketogenic state uh, safely and effectively, kind of making sure we take all of that into consideration, kind of the female hormones and stress component and all that stuff. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for, for several years now and the keto community is growing rapidly. And so I'm able to help it's quite like all bridges, like keto, keto, keto. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has been kind of the whirlwind, uh, pickup pace right now. So it's exciting. So tell me a little bit about, um, how you cured your gastro issues and how you wean yourself off of a ton of medication by changing your diet And what did you do? Yeah, so uh, back in 2008, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is autoimmune disease of the colon, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, Basically, kind of to sum that up, to make it really simple, it's your body kind of attacking your immune system, I guess, attacking a specific organ, which for me was my colon. Um, and that for a couple years, I was fine just doing what the doctor told me and took nine pills a day, every single day, got a little bit better, but not really much better. And then after, so what were the, what were your symptoms and how did you even know that you had it? Yeah. So that is a, a good question because it's, it's, a pretty specific set of symptoms and hopefully there's no like TMI on this podcast because I'm about to get TMI for somebody. (laughs) No, I talk about how I can't poop all the time. So it's fine. So it's the opposite in a typical cases of ulcerative colitis. It's 
um, you know, frequent trips to the bathroom. And I would say like 10 to 20 a day, like very, and there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of cramping. There's often blood associated, uh, cause you're just, your, your colon's very, very inflamed. Um, and so that was the case. A lot of times there's mucus too. So you go to when that, in it, if that ever happens, which hopefully it doesn't for anybody here, but if that ever happens, you go then to your gastroenterologist and get a colonoscopy and that's how you are diagnosed. Gotcha. And so yeah. that you did go get a colonoscopy yeah. and... Yep, several. And uh, that's kind of how it all came about. And then they basically... You know, for in my case, it was kind of anti-inflammatory medications that were kind of shoved in my face, which worked to a degree, but definitely was putting a Band-Aid on the situation, eventually got to a point where it wasn't really working anymore. And I just, I just didn't feel comfortable knowing that my only choice was to take this medication. I knew there had to be something more. And so kind of doing my own research on the, uh, you know, Dr. Google, um, I realized and found a lot of cases where ulcerative colitis and really other autoimmune diseases were reversed by a change in the diet. And yeah. Um, yeah. so tell us a little bit about the projects you have, such as the fat burning female project, the happy hormones project and the good gut projects. Like what? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, so my, my flagship course is the fat burning female project. That's like I said, I teach women how to get into ketosis, get into a ketogenic state. So that's uh, something I run every other month. There's a group of women. We do it all together. It's an online class. So people join from all over and we take kind of a process to get into ketosis. So we lower our carbohydrates, increase our fat intake, which then promotes a ketogenic diet and a ketogenic state. Uh, then we kind of work on intuitive eating and kind of getting in touch with our bodies and stress reduction and all that stuff in that class too. So that's my main class. And then from there, there are kind of branches where if you, a lot of times when you go through something like this and you are trying to become keto, what happens for, especially for women is that shows you that there's something else going on with your health. So that's why I created these alternate courses too, where, um, you know, you go through the class and, and you realize, oh, I have, my hormones are a mess. I have major hormonal imbalance, which often keto will show up you know, will make that very evident in women. Uh, and so then you can do happy hormones where I actually do functional lab testing on women's hormones using a salivary hormone test and provide a protocol. And we go through the process over five weeks of kind of working uh, to, I guess, learn how to balance hormones. Like balancing hormones takes a really long time for women, just so, so everybody yeah. knows. But um, but yes. at least we get into that process. And then the same thing goes for the good gut. A lot of times people realize they have a, a gut health issue or a food sensitivity issue when they do go into ketosis. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, we got to get right into our questions. Um, so I'm going to put them on my screen just to make it easier. This is from Ashley in Park City. I've been eating keto for the past year or so, and I've noticed that in my keto communities, intermittent fasting is becoming more and more popular. It seems like the two lifestyles work really well together. Why is this? And I've seen that too, so that's a great mm -hmm. question because I've seen yeah. that over and over that people who 
are big into keto is really big into uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah, they really, you know, and it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing if you are ready to fast and your body does well with fasting. But like someone for me, like me, um, you go into the keto community and you see all these people fasting. So you think you also need to. And so you do it before, you know, I see this quite a bit with my ladies that they're not ready to fast. Their hormones are still out of whack. Their thyroid's a mess. Their Mm -hmm. adrenals are crazy and they fast too soon, causing more harm than good to their Mm -hmm. health and their overall balance. So, um, it it is, that's kind of where I see it, like kind of, kind of wish it wasn't so far into the keto community, but the reason why it is so is because you know, I really believe that if you are going to fast, you should be producing ketones. You should get into ketosis first because then, um, if you don't, then, and you just start fasting and you're, you go from eating even like, you know, healthy carbs, like rice, sweet potatoes, oatmeal, that kind of thing to fasting, your body's used to using glucose as fuel. Like all those carbohydrates are fueling your body. It doesn't yet know um, and, and will kind of come as a shock when all of a sudden that food's gone, just totally gone there. What, what their body is used to using as fuel is no longer being supplied. Well, well, the reason why, the reason why they both go hand in hand is because you're either way you go, your body, instead of using glucose for fuel, it's using fat for fuel. Is right. It's producing ketones that then are the signaler to use fat as fuel. But if you can get into that state of ketosis first, where your body already knows to use ketones as fuel, it makes the fasting much easier and much safer and much less stressful on your body. That's basically the, the short way of what I was trying to say in a really long-winded way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Okay. Angela in Lexington says, I've been looking into the keto and I think it's crazy how much fat people eat, like mayo, sour cream, bacon... I'm not comfortable eating this much fat. Do I have to eat a ton of fat to be considered keto or could I just stick low fat or could I just stick low carb and eat moderate fats? Oh, I love this question. I actually answered this question on my podcast, uh, the keto for women show. So she can go over and and listen to that. But, um, short answer. Yeah. You have to eat that much fat (laughs) because you have to think of this, the ketone production happens. Basically that level of fat is the signaler for your body to use ketones, to start producing those ketones. You need those fatty acids to build ketones. That's kind of the building block to create ketones in your body. So you need those fatty acids. That's kind of this um, like switch that happens. It's like, okay, I have all the fatty acids I need to start producing ketones. That's what's going to happen. So initially when you are trying to get into ketosis, it's high fat. It's, it's very high fat. But what a lot of people don't realize is that once you are safely in ketosis and your body's keto adapted, you don't really need that much fat. You can kind of go back to, you're still going to be on a high fat diet, but a little bit more normal levels of fat. Um, and, uh, so that's the first thing I wanted to say is like, yeah, I bump yourself up and, and test your ketones to make sure that you're in ketosis and find that level of fat that you need to get there. But then give yourself a little bit of time there, maybe a couple weeks to where you're fully keto adapted, and then you can start dropping your fat intake down. So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say that isn't really the question, but I really want to point out is that if there's a... I think it's starting to go away, thank goodness, but there's a huge misconception that people that eat keto eat bacon and mayo and cheese and cream all the time. I don't eat, I eat bacon. That's pretty much it. I don't eat any of those. (laughs) So, um, 
Although that's not true. I do eat my homemade mayo, which is eggs and avocado oil. It's very healthy mayo. Which, but- by the way, I just started because I took one of those tests and um, it said I was highly allergic to eggs. Mm. And so um, I stopped eating eggs. Mm. And so I found some mayonnaise that is made with avocado oil. It's called yes. avocado oil mayonnaise. Which we all should be eating. Because the, <laughs> other, the other oils, and that's the a really important part, is yes, you're going high fat, but it's with good, healthy oils. It's not with canola oil uh, or these vegetable oils or any just like, you know, uh, low quality dairy. Like you really have to take the quality of the fats that you're increasing with into consideration. So that's why I make my own mayo. Um, I don't do dairy, but if I ever did, it would be pasture raised dairy, um, cheese, cream, whatever. Um, My bacon is the highest quality you can get same with all the meats that I'm getting and and any animal fats that I'm using. So that's, what's important. We aren't eating this crappy, you know, fat that like that's going to cause problems. But if you really focus on getting good, high quality oils makes all the difference. Well, good. All right. Next question comes from Pamela in Chesterfield. Everywhere I turn, I see the keto diet popping up out of nowhere. I always look into different diets, and I'm wondering what is the difference in the keto diet, the South Beach diet, or the Atkins diet? Is this just a new name for an old diet? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, in a way, yes, but but a lot of reasons, no. So um, the those diets really focused on a higher level of protein, whereas we are focusing on moderating our protein. So just like a normal daily amount of protein and increasing the fat intake so that you actually produce ketones. Um, Another thing, you know, if you'll kind of think back to the Atkins days, you saw the Atkins bars and shakes and all that stuff. It was not promoting a real food like you know, get eating your, whole foods yeah, from the ground. Yeah, it's a very simple concept that at that time wasn't a thing. It mm-hmm. was like we didn't even pay attention. It was more about the processed foods and the convenience foods. And Keto's really trying to go away from that. So um, I think those are the two main differences is that we're focusing on getting good, high quality fats in the ketogenic community. And we're focusing on eating real food now in the keto community um, instead of just like all these sugar alcohols and weird chemical stuff. Oh, that's so good. Low carb, but not good for you. Good. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. Jennifer in Raleigh says, I started keto about six months ago and one of my favorite side effects has been regular periods which i've never had in my life since i struggle with pcos can you explain how the keto diet has such a positive effect on female hormones so many reasons this is like my bread and butter right here because uh there's a lot of women dealing with hormonal imbalances whether we know it or not which is crazy but i've seen so many cases where keto has just completely normalized and regulated women's hormones after years of them not being able to. Um, whether they're currently having a cycle or they're in menopause or postmenopausal, I see it in any case, in any age. Uh, and the main reason I believe is that when you are in a state of ketosis, it's your body's preferred source of fuel. Even though we don't 
it's not typical anymore because of the carbohydrates um, sources that we have available to us now. But it is your body's preferred source of fuel. I like to call it like body homeostasis. Like your body's just happy there. It's balanced. It's happy. It's like, cool. I know I have plenty of energy coming in at all times because I have this body fat that I can use for fuel. Uh, and you know, you're producing anti-inflammatory benefits, uh, immune system benefits, uh, energy benefits, like mitochondria, new mitochondria are growing, you're increasing your mitochondrial function. So your body's happy there. And so when we have a hormonal imbalance, many times it's because of um, a um, you know, stress kind of situation. In the case of PCOS, it's a blood sugar situation. So we're in this state of body homeostasis, which is st super stress-free for your body. So you can start kind of reducing the amount of stress that you're putting on uh, yourself, which we all as women, even obviously men too, have a ton of stress nowadays. Um, and then secondly, in the case of PCOS, your PCOS is a blood sugar condition. And uh, so what you want to do if you have PCOS, which is why it's actually a very studied case to get into a ketogenic state if you are, if you do have PCOS, is because um, you can really regulate your blood sugar. You're, you're not eating carbohydrates. You're not eating anything that's going to increase your blood sugar. So you don't have this roller coaster effect that most of us do if we aren't keto. When you're keto, I call it the baby roller coaster. Like this is your blood sugar. It's kind of like a normal, staying in that normal range all day, no matter if you eat or not eat or whatever, you're, you're really balanced as far as your blood sugar. And then that gets your PCOS under control. And then we have periods again. So yeah, there's just a lot of facets. I mean, that question itself, I could go on and on, but those are the two biggest things. You're reducing your stress for those that don't have PCOS and still have hormonal imbalances. It's a component of stress as to why you have those um, issues in the first place and you're regulating your blood sugar. All right, Karen in Fort Bragg says, I've been into intermittent fasting for about three months and have been reading about ketosis. I've always thought I could only get into ketosis through a low-carb diet, but now I'm reading that I can get into ketosis from fasting alone. Is this true? And if so, can I test it using the keto urine strips? How accurate are those? Good questions. Uh, yes, so you can get into ketosis through fasting. Uh, it's going to be kind of a different process. And uh, for women, I would recommend not doing that. I would recommend kind of what we talked about earlier, which is to go through the process of getting into ketosis using food and changing your, your diet a little bit. It's a much safer approach to producing ketones because when you um, – Go, when you produce ketones when you're fasting, it's basically because your body's like desperate. It's like this, like, oh my God, what is happening? I have no energy. I guess I'm producing ketones. It's very harsh. It's very hard on the body for a woman, especially. So if you can do that first and then kind of fast as it naturally comes, which that's a great benefit about uh, being in a ketogenic diet is like you often just aren't hungry. Um, so you can go several hours before you, you know, more before you want breakfast and you're technically intermittent fasting. So, uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, basically if you're going to, if, if you are going to combine the two, you're saying start doing key, start with getting your body into ketosis and start doing a lower carb diet. It'll make the intermittent fasting a lot easier because you're not riding that crazy roller coaster. Yeah. And it's not kind of your body producing ketones out of desperation. You know, it's, it's just, it's a very tough spot. You're like, man, I, I'm basically 
my body's starved. This body is starving. Mm -hmm. I'm going to produce ketones in order to keep it into survival mode. It's not that when you are providing the fuel that you need, you're just changing your macronutrients to um, produce those ketones. So kind of be that signaler to produce those ketones. So, and so what is your opinion about those keto urine strips? Yeah, I don't like them and I don't recommend them. I know they're cheap, but just like save, save the 20 bucks or whatever they are and use that to go towards a blood ketone meter. I think that's your best bet. Um, and I have, I have a video I need to, if you go to um, ChantelRayWay.com slash keto meter, um, I have a video of me doing it because I oh, bought man. one. Yeah, yeah. And, but I did it not through doing, I just did it from doing fasting. So it was yeah. from fasting for an extended period of time. And it was funny because I had a doctor on the show and we did it. He actually came to my house. And the cool thing is, was that we, I, he had just had a fruit smoothie and I tested his blood ketones and they were still really good. Um, Mm -hmm. just because he does a lot of intermittent fasting and for, um, for the most part eats a really high fat, you know, diet with, with very little carbs. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've been keto now for two years consistently and I can eat a, I can eat carbs and, and stay in ketosis pretty easily. So if I want them it, and that kind of happens as you get become more keto adapted for sure. I mean, and you know, including the fasting helps of course, but I mean, a lot of people get into ketosis just overnight when they're, they haven't eaten for 12 hours. It could be that easy, but uh, I just prefer it. And I see it work a lot better if you take that route of getting into ketosis first. And then what, what's cool about that is then when you are eating, so during your feasting times, if you're a faster, during those times when you're eating, you stay in a ketogenic diet as well. So you keep those meals keto uh, when you are eating. So have you done the keto where you've said, where you've tried to do the urine strips and tried to do the blood meter at the same time? I never have because I don't want to waste my money on some keto urine strips because uh, what the thing is, that is testing acetone, which eventually will no, you will no longer secrete it as you get into, or sorry, you no longer expel it as you get into uh, further into ketosis. So they become inaccurate very quickly. Uh, and it's just, you know, within a couple of weeks, you're not going to get a good reading. It's actually mm-hmm. going to give a false negative, which you don't want that. You want to know that you're actually in ketosis. So start with, just go with the blood meter. I mean, the cool thing is because um, there's a lot more competition now, the blood meters are pretty inexpensive now too, as are the, the test strips. Back when I started two years ago, they were like $4 a strip and now they're down to like a dollar a strip. So yeah. um, it's worth it, I think, to get that. And you don't have to test every single day or multiple, multiple times. And how often would you say you, you're testing? I don't, I don't test anymore because I just know I, I've done it long enough that I know what it feels like when I'm in ketosis and I know what it feels like when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like that feeling. So I try to stay at, uh, in ketosis as much as possible, but um, there have been occasions, but I recommend at the beginning when you are getting into ketosis testing, I'd say like three times a week, maybe like every other day, something like that, uh, until you start producing ketones and you start feeling what it feels like, the differences that you're finding. And then you can go down to maybe once a week or so just to make sure you're still doing everything um, for your body, like what your body wants and needs to stay in ketosis. Yeah. All right, Tony in Oakland says, I combine intermittent fasting with a low-carb lifestyle and have never felt better when I do 
I've never felt better than I do when I'm in ketosis. What are some of the best vitamins and supplements you recommend to support ketosis? Yes. So uh, first of all, I will always recommend eating real food because you're going to get most of the vitamins and minerals you need, uh, those micronutrients through eating, you know, good high quality vegetables, good high quality meats. That's going to take care of it. So you don't really need a multivitamin from there. You know, I do, you know, that is such a good point because honestly, you know, what's funny is for me, I got a little out of control with supplements because what would happen is I'm all, you know, I spend so much of my time doing so much research on this supplement, that supplement, blah, 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 blah. And I really got to the point where I feel like I was hurting my liver because I was taking just all the, you know, you hear on a podcast and they'd be like, oh, this supplement's good. This supplement's good. Now I still do take a smoothie that I, I'll, you'll have to go to that, um, go to ChantelRayWay.com slash anti-cancer smoothie. And this smoothie has been like a miracle changer for me because I've been feeling so, so good. And for you, I have a low sugar one that's basically has like two grams of sugar or something like that from acai and it's delicious. So it's really, really good. You have to check that out. Um, Yeah. So I, so definitely always start with food Uh, instead of a multivitamin. What I recommend is either eating organ meat, like, you know, grass fed beef livers, great place to start. Although I personally can't stand it. (laughs) I was like, uh, no, So get that in supplement form. You can get beef liver supplements. And I think that that would take the place of a multivitamin by far. I would recommend that instead of just getting like some generic multivitamin that you're just going to pee out anyway and not actually Mm -hmm. absorb. So I recommend that. Um, The one thing I think every single person who is in ketosis needs is is an electrolyte supplement. Uh, and a good high quality one, a lot of times, you know, the, the powders and things like that, they seem great, but then they're actually really low in electrolytes. Uh, so we really want to make sure that we're getting a good. And why is that? Why is that? Because when you're in ketosis uh, and you're eating low carb, basically you're no longer storing as much glucose. So we're used to having all this stored glucose in our um, muscle fibers and our liver and all that stuff. And you're not really doing that anymore. So every time glucose is stored as glycogen, it is stored with water and with, you know, water molecules. As you release that, you release a lot of water. So that's why a lot of people, when they first start a low carb diet, they start by losing a ton of weight and then it stalls. But that weight was water weight because you're no longer storing it. And with that, of course, when you lose water, you also lose electrolytes. So just since we're storing less water, we're storing less electrolytes, easier to uh, lose them. So that's why just re- replacing those and keeping that, those levels in check makes a huge difference, especially if you're dealing with cramps or sleep issues, um, even just energy stuff, water retention, anything like that. If you start taking electrolyte support, you will see a big difference in that. So I really like the trace minerals. Um, brand of electrolytes. So uh, I recommend that. And then a lot of people, if you're eating a higher fat diet, especially if I think we all did probably at some point you were eating low fat, <laughs> uh, which was at one point what we all did, right? Because we thought fat was bad. But now that we realize it's not, 
if you start increasing your, your dietary fat intake, a lot of times your liver isn't quite ready to support that and break that down. So getting a little bit of liver gallbladder support for a short period of time while you are kind of increasing your fat intake often helps you actually digest that fat better. Uh, and um, you'll see quite a difference in like your, if you are having any issues with your bowel movements, when you transition into a more ketogenic type diet, you'll see a big change in those. Um, and just how you feel after eating, like if you ever feel bloated or anything, especially after a high fat meal, that will disappear when you start supporting your liver and gallbladder. Um, so that's kind of a short term thing just while your body kind of learns what to do now with this extra fat that's coming in. So I would say that. And then the only other thing is obviously drink a lot of good uh, filtered water. And in some of that water, add some really good quality pink Himalayan, gray Celtic, something like that type of salt. Uh, and that again will help with that electrolyte water uh, balance that we have going on in our bodies, especially with some really good sodium, uh, good high quality sodium, and um, you'll feel a lot better, a lot more even, a lot more energy, that kind of stuff. Because you're just losing a lot of water. Right. That's good advice. Well, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. Thank you so much. And um, we have the your website in the show notes. And so um, if you're interested in learning more about Sean, go to her website. Just tell everyone that your website, spell it out real quick for them. Yeah, it's seanminer.com. So that's S-H-A-W-N-M-Y-N-A-R.com. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show and we yeah. will was- see you next time. Thank you so much. It was really Thank fun. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.